0: Oh happy day, my friends. I am so glad that you are here listening to another Fearlessly Fit Faith podcast, being totally transparent. It's been a long time since I've done an intro, and I think I've like restarted this at least nine times. And so hopefully this is the one. Just wanted to share that I am I have not been as diligent with the podcast as I have been in years past, where I'll do like three months on, three months off. months on three months off um and so yeah I just wanted to share that I am going to be a little bit more diligent going forward with the podcast because I just want to be able to share the things that the Lord is teaching me and how he's guiding me and um mostly just be obedient to what he's called me to do and um that's using my podcast and sharing with the world what he wants me to share and so I just yeah just following the Lord um and so yeah we'll be a little bit more diligent going forward just after a season of rest and um healing and transition there's just been so much transition in every area of my life um And so I'm, yeah, I'm just excited for what the Lord is doing and I'm, I'm thankful for the rest that, the rest and the peace that comes from being obedient to him. Um, I mentioned this in the last podcast episode too, but when I sit down and I just like let myself be behind the mic I just, I feel so at ease and it's because the Lord wants me here. Like it's, it's not always easy, you know, like writing out what I want to say and all of that, but there is an ease that comes with following the Lord and being obedient because um, he is with us. He's gone before us. And so, yeah, just a little tangent to say, I will be more diligent going Forward after this season of transition, which is exactly what we talk about in today's podcast episode. So I hope that you are ready. I got to talk with Molly Wilcox, who is an author and a coach. She has she has an English degree and has been featured on Bible Gateway, Darling Magazine, Grit and Virtue, and Way Media. Her first book, How Much More, released this past August. As a certified Hope Writers coach, she empowers faithful creatives to chase after their God-given dreams. When she isn't writing, reading, or coaching, she's probably showing a stranger pictures of her mini golden doodle pup. Golden doodles are so cute. (laughs) She lives with her husband in Franklin, Tennessee, and to connect with Molly, you can find her blog at MissMollyWilcox.com or find her on social media at MissMollyWilcox. Okay, Molly. So, I remember messaging you <laughs> on Instagram after I stumbled upon your blog post on transitions and at that time I was just in the middle of like a heavy transition and I was just scrolling on Pinterest. I had literally typed in transitions like blogs or something like that and literally read through all of yours <laughs> in that series and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this girl is amazing and it just spoke so much to my heart during that time. And I was like, someone else understands um, who is also really grounded in their spirituality. And I just love that. So could you just share a little bit about what got you into writing and kind of your heart behind it and your why? Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much because I feel like that topic has really hit like a nerve, I feel like with a lot of people, which has been really sweet to see, because for me, it was one of those things, um, like we were talking just before we started recording that you're like, oh, this feels a little personal. So it's really cool to see how God uses that. But yeah, I've been writing pretty much my whole life. I always loved writing. I always dreamt of writing. I always say it was like kind of my big God-sized dream to Mm. be an author and to pursue that. Um, Because I knew it was kind of similar to being like, I want to be a movie star or whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like it it was a little bit
1: unrealistic, but at the same time, I felt this like tug on my heart to, to write. And so, um, when the time came, when I ended up going to college, I decided to go ahead and get a creative writing degree. And then the Lord honestly just opened up all the doors and it was just really cool thing to see. Like I'm a big champion of taking those small little steps of obedience, because for me, when people ask about like my writing journey and like how things happened, I'm like, I could tell. A 1000 tiny stories. Um, and that's what has led to like me being able to actually write full time. So now I do write full time from home, which is super sweet. So I do freelance writing. And then I write my own blog, obviously, you found and had a book come out in August, and then I'm hopefully gonna be working on another one soon. So super excited about that.
0: Yeah. Oh, that is so much fun. I've yet to pick up your book. I need to. <laughs> um. So before we move on in conversation, because another question came to my head, what is kind of the premise of how much more and um, what has it looked like getting that into the world and into the hands of people?
1: Yeah. So super similar to all the transition things, because this message was really put on my heart because I was going through all the transitions, which... <laughs> talk about all the time but I graduated school early and got married right away so I was one of the first people to graduate my little Christian college and get married and we moved from the Chicago area to the high Rocky Mountains in Colorado and we were only there for one year and then we moved to Tennessee where I am now and so it was just like rapid fire transitions there was multiple job transitions in there as well and then of course all of my relationships changed Mm -hmm. right like friendships and family and things like that because I was changing location and changing my circumstances so much. So I was like, oh my gosh, like nothing in my life is like constant right now. Yeah. It's like everything's in motion. And now I realize that's pretty much life with God all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> I talk about seasons of transition. I'm like, I'm in one again. And I'm like, well, I'm actually just probably in a continual transition. Yeah. I think we all are. Yeah. But how much more came kind of out of that season because I was just kind of wrestling with all these different changes and trying to discern within myself, like, what do I really want out of this life? And is it what God wants for me? Yeah. I just kept coming back to this idea of like having really big dreams and feeling like, is it wrong? Like, is it wrong to have these big dreams? Is it wrong to hope for more in life and like to want more. And I kind of came to this conclusion that I think the reason that we have this unlimited sense of longing is because God is not done giving. And there's a really quote about that in the book and just about how God is just infinitely generous. So I started to learn about his generosity Mm -hmm. and this abundant life that he wants to give us. And so again, like kind of the message is, like a lot of obedience too. And just yeah. kind of being like, oh, you have this dream from the Lord. Like if you have this thing that you are desiring and longing, like take it to him and like open prayer and communication and talk to him about it and then chase it down with him and see what happens. Yeah.
0: Oh, that is so much fun. I love that so much. I was listening to this podcast on discernment yesterday, and you mentioned a little bit about obedience as well, and just now saying, like, just take those steps with the Lord, like, take it to him. Um, And they're talking about how when discernment is miserable, like, if it gets miserable for us, like, we're focusing more on ourselves than we are the Lord. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> like yeah. I- experience those times where discernment is miserable you know um but when we're obedient and we just kind of follow the Lord like we allow him to like shine the light on that next step that we're supposed to take um we just live in so much more freedom and I'm slowly learning to do that (laughs) it's so hard because I want to have a tight grip on everything but if we want the more that the lord has for us we can't have the tight grip i can't be in control because that means he's not in control and i experience less of that abundance um so oh my gosh okay i need to get your fucking
1: <laughs> i love that so much i think it's so true like there's something really beautiful about dependence on god and i think it's something that like our generation is really having a hard time with yeah. you know like yeah Like we don't love the idea of being dependent. We don't love the idea of submitting. We don't love the idea of obedience. Like all these words feel kind of us, but as believers, like I loved when you said freedom because it's like, that's actually where freedom is found. And for me, I realized just like having this honest prayer life with God was really the transformation where it was like, I can lay down my dreams and surrender them to God and hear him like speak into them. And then I do feel like I'm living in the more, and there is this like infinite adventure with God. And then you mm-hmm. do wake up, every- you're living in freedom instead of being like, Well, I want this. Like, why isn't this happening? Yes. Or like, tension and that frustration just doesn't feel the same.
0: Yeah. Oh man, I I was literally thinking about the tension this week and it's like, Lord, like I always feel like I'm in a tension of some sort, but as you were saying, like we're always in transition. So learning how to trust the Lord in transition and know um, not just how to like cope to get through the transition, but to actually live through transit transition um is powerful, you know. Um, but I was I was taking that to the Lord. And then literally within the next day or so, he was like, Hey, there's this tension, but there's also beauty. Um, and an answer that I had been waiting for, you know, and like struggling with came, you know, not in the way that I expected. It's actually better um so I just I love that he does that you know
1: (laughs) oh gosh I'm like repeatedly saying that like throughout the book I'm like God's best for you is better than you think and I feel like there's cliche that will say like oh like I want God's best for me you know or like you know you'll try to convince yourself I want God's best for me but at the end of the day you're really like I want what I want right (laughs) and like I have like my own will. And so I do want what I want. Um, So learning to really like, like you said, like be okay with like any answer that comes and know that like it, it literally is so much better than we could ever ask or imagine. Like that's yeah. what the word said. And um, yeah, just like looking at the abundant nature of God, I was just like amazed because I'm just like, wow, he always gives his yeah. people like deep intimate personal ways way more than mm-hmm. they deserve way more than they're asking for so that's the whole other theme of the book is like i'm just like just ask because like he invites us to go and ask him so why not
0: (laughs) i know yeah like why not yeah that's so good um I don't know what brought this question to mind, but what has it looked like to kind of follow the will of the Lord for your life? You kind of just mentioned how we have our own will, you know, but he has a will and a purpose and a desire for our lives. And I found in this um, season kind of, In the midst of transition um that i was living very much in my own will and then i took a step back and i was like oh lord you had something totally different um but i wouldn't have realized if i hadn't been chasing my own will that he did have something different um and so what has that looked like for you to discern his will and not be miserable about the discernment but just continue to take steps of obedience
1: yeah, it's a great question. I think it's it's like one of those ones that's like super complicated, but also yeah. it feels like it's not in some ways. So I guess I would say one thing that really shifted my perspective in understanding this is just that God has an original design for each of us mm-hmm. and about how God had a design for each of us before he even created the world. And yeah. so there's also a book I recently read. Um, and I don't remember. The name of the pastor who wrote it but he essentially said you need to know yourself in order to know god and mm-hmm. on this journey like i think a lot of 20 somethings are like in that age of like kind of self-discovery yeah. of like i didn't really know who i was or who i was created to be and so a lot of those things that i was pursuing i think at certain times it was just maybe because i thought someone else thought it was a good idea or yeah. i thought someone wanted it or I perceived that it was a good idea maybe because of social media or like family pressure or just something right so there's like some cultural influence it's like oh this is this is it and then when you're doing that you're like well there's something in my spirit that's uncomfortable like there's some tension again to use that word and so that's kind of when I was like wait a minute I need to like press pause on this and figure out like who am I (laughs) who did God create me to be And then figure out like, why now? Because Mm -hmm. I think like a timing piece, right? Like, I mean, you know, I'm pregnant. And so it's just crazy to think like, this baby is needed for this time, like, you know, through each of us, right? So there's like, there's some identity piece of like, what was it that God uniquely designed you for? Mm -hmm. And then there's a piece of like, you're here now in the world, like, you know, and then figuring out, okay, so what does he want me to do? And that's where (laughs) in your prayer of being like in an open conversation where you're hearing the voice of God and you're asking him, okay, Lord, like even just every day, like this sense of surrender of like, Lord, like this day is not mine. It's yours. And like, what would you do? And I feel like my perspective has shifted a lot more to that, where even, you know, I've built a business and I've done these things that are like really cool things that I've always dreamt of doing, but recognizing like it could be gone in a moment. And just knowing when I wake up, like in the morning, just like, okay, God, like I have my calendar out or whatever, but this day is yours. Like, what would you have me do? And being willing to be interrupted. And then just kind of, I think it's again, like discernment of like learning, like how okay, is this a distraction or is this something that's coming from God and I'm supposed to be interrupted right now and I'm supposed yeah. to be to enter into that space? So kind of a long answer, but I would basically say
0: it's kind of that identity piece and then that timing piece
1: and I think it's just continual prayer.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Um, identity has been, that has been the theme of this year for me and it's been in discovering who he's created me to be that I see him in a more unique and beautiful way that I hadn't seen him before and just recognizing that he's so much bigger than the God that we paint for ourselves you know and um I'm like that's beautiful like I'm not gonna know everything about God and like I don't like I find that enjoyable, you know, I don't, I feel like people can struggle with that because we want to know all things. And I'm a person who loves to learn things. So it can be tempting for me to be like, I need to peg you down, God. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> we don't need to do that. So um, just in like discovering my identity and like who he's created me to be Um it's also helped me a lot in my relationships and how I approach relationships and what I prioritize um, in my life. You kind of talked about like expectations from the outside and I mm-hmm. am a people pleaser. <laughs> and I, I just for so I didn't really know it, um, but I was always like seeking the approval of others through like, over explaining or just making sure I was available to say yes to anything and everything. Um, But as I've discovered my identity, it's helped me to prioritize what the Lord has for me in this season. So yeah, Yeah. identity is huge.
1: (laughs) There's the whole chapter I wrote in the book about that because I totally relate. Like I, especially I think just going to Christian college and being in like an kind of intense, like Christian, I don't know, culture structure, I felt like there were certain things that like would lead to success, so mm-hmm. to speak, quotes, whatever that means. Yeah. And like, certain, like, oh, if you do this, this, this and this, like, then like, check, like, you got it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, where I was like, okay, like, I'm, I'm married, I have my degree, I have a job, like, I'm doing all the like, quote, right things, but I still don't feel like fulfilled. Like, I still yeah. feel like there's are longing. And so like, where does that where does that come from? And like, what am what am I doing here? Uh-huh. And, um it was funny because the passage that I always think of is when David is bringing the Ark of the Covenant in and he's dancing like crazy. And of course, Michael is watching from the window and she's so embarrassed. Like, she's like, what is he doing? You know? And she's like, oh my gosh. And it's crazy to read that passage and think David's literally at the center of God's will for his life in that moment.
0: Mm-hmm
1: much freedom and so much joy and the reason is because the only person who he cares that's watching is God and he's like this like without any care in the world of what anyone thinks of me um I'm not going to be looking like a typical king at this moment I'm Mm -hmm. gonna not that identity that the world has put on me like the cultural identity I have as a king but forget the road like, forget what I'm supposed to be wearing and what I'm supposed to be looking like. Like I'm going to be dancing and singing in the presence of God. Yeah. And so I always think back to that. And as difficult as it is, I think we all have those moments where God is like, if you do this, like if you're willing to put the, the these pieces of what you thought your identity should be away, like mm-hmm. I'm going to give you so much freedom and so much joy. And like, yeah. unfortunately, for all of us there will always be someone who's like standing and watching and pointing fingers and saying like I don't know that you should be doing that and I think we just have to again have that discernment of knowing like that person's wrong and I'm just gonna live in freedom and I'm gonna live in joy because I know I'm exactly as me
0: man oh that is also good (laughs) um yeah because the other thing of this season like as I've stepped into my identity there's been so much healing and Mm -hmm. I'm like lord I didn't know that I I needed this um and it's not even just like healing from like people pleasing and all of that it's like from like childhood you know and like teenage years it's like oh my gosh like that experience sitting in a high school classroom I'm still Mm -hmm. affected by that you know um and it's just, it's wild, but the Lord, he does, da- he wants for us to have that freedom, you know, like David being able to dance and just like not care. Um, I want that. Like, I want more of that. <laughs> yeah, more, like, that's it.
1: It's so true. I think, Um, yeah, it's just so true. Like there's this, there's this piece of us where I think the Lord sometimes takes us back to those memories too, to remind us of like things that people have said or spoken over us. And I don't think are like, obviously they're not true. And so we kind of have to like, it's almost like weeding your garden or something. That's like the analogy going and being like, okay, if we want these good pieces of identity to grow, the things that God literally designed from the beginning of time and was like, okay, this is the thing that like, this is like, this makes you a world changer. You know what I mean? We have to kind of go through and pick out those weeds and be like, okay, what was spoken over me that was a lie? And figuring that out, it can be small things. Like I'm a very creative person. I love that about myself. I'm not great with schedules. I'm kind of, you know, I'm a little bit chaotic. Like (laughs) I know that, you know, it's a gift in a lot of ways. And so throughout my life, a lot of people would say like, well, you're really like, you're inconsistent. Like Molly is kind of like an Mm. inconsistent person. And so I realized after a while, I was like, man, that that actually really took root in my spirit and like has affected me in a negative way because I believe about myself sometimes that I'm, I'm not able to follow through on things, which is like, maybe that is true of me, but with the strength of the Lord, I absolutely can follow through and like learning that also of like, okay, maybe there's certain things that we might need, so to speak, to walk in our calling and to walk in God's will for our lives and maybe we aren't equipped like maybe we don't have them but is that okay and it's like of course yes because the Holy Spirit will give us everything we need but I think there's also comes of like being able to recognize it and being like okay like it is not my strength to show up on time like no that is just not my strength (laughs) but praying and being like okay Lord like will you help me like will Mm. you like, will you like give me the resources, the people, whatever it is to to follow through or whatever, whatever that like lie is. That's just one
0: example. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I've been the word or like the words that I've given it for myself is just like radical acceptance. <laughs> and so-, <laughs> so like I I'm a procrastinator like I just am and <laughs> I am like okay like I just have to like accept that this is who I am like I acknowledge it I know it and have to give it to the Lord so that he can help me to be diligent Um, because it's hard otherwise you know Um, because I don't want to be that way I know that like when I do procrastinate, I can't, I'm not able to like give excellence to what I'm doing. And so slowly throughout this year, (laughs) there's been growth there. And I'm like, thank you. You know, like he meets us where we are. Um, and he wants to be able to serve us in the areas that we are weak. Um, what is Is it? Second Corinthians 12, nine, um, that he, like he shows his strength, you know, where we are weak. And so um, yeah, I'm so thankful that he does that for us. <laughs> yeah, it totally
1: reminds me of how in the Bible too it talks about um like the way to come to the kingdom is like a little kid mm-hmm. and so, like the kind of reliance we need to have and I also think about how little kids are just so brutally honest uh, and <laughs> I just love that like they just know yeah um we. Friends who have like a really cute, sweet little daughter. And one time we brought our dog over and she just looked at me and she said, I'm not really used to dogs. Like, I don't want to have that dog around me. And I was like, What a beautiful way to just be like, I'm just not interested in this, you know? And just so like honest and self aware of like, I'm not, I'm not interested in this. Like, I'm not comfortable with this. And I'm not, I'm not going to pet your dog. I don't want to play with your dog. And I was like, Great. Yeah. (laughs) And thank you for knowing that. Um, And I feel like that's like the way that we should be able to approach the Lord all the time too, of like, okay, sometimes there's going to be things God asks us to do that feel really contrary to our identity. And I think in the Bible, we see that throughout the Bible, there's so many people like, God, I don't want to do that, you know? (laughs) And I think it starts with saying that and just being honest and approaching him like a kid and being like, I don't really want to do that. And then starting that conversation and seeing like what the Lord does, how he shows up for us, how he brings people into our lives and things like that.
0: Yeah. Oh, he is such an amazing provider. Um, Just being able to experience that in this season, especially seasons of transition, (laughs) you know, he provides in ways that we don't expect. And it's again, like it's always better than um we could have expected. So okay, this is a little bit of like a girly question, but I would love to know and totally a shift in conversation. (laughs) But how did you and your husband meet? Was was it at school or
1: yes? I
0: I love I love
1: all the girly personal questions. It's great. (laughs) Um yeah, so my husband and I actually met, I think it's so funny, but we met in our first Bible class in our very first day of our freshman year. Oh my gosh. we literally met right away, but we didn't immediately like, like each other like that. We ended up actually being friends for a year or two before we ended up dating. And yeah, it was kind of like a sweet a sweet story of just like, I always am telling people, marry your best friend because yeah. like we, we just had a sweet friendship first. And I really cherish that about our relationship still. So we've been married for like five years now, which is crazy. A little- yeah we have our first baby on the way
0: yay <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so so exciting um, okay I guess to just kind of wrap up we've talked a lot about discernment and transition um, is there any just like final piece of encouragement that you would like to give the audience
1: oh such a good question I think I would just say that At least for me, one of the emotions that I was definitely experiencing in that season of transition in that long season of multiple transitions, I guess we're all currently in transition, as I said, (laughs) Um, I would just say you're not alone. And so if you're feeling lonely and if you're feeling like, man, I'm the only one who thinks this way or feels this way or feels lost. Um, Or with the discernment piece, like, I think there's a lot of loneliness and confusion of feeling like, man, I don't know how to discern the will of God, or I don't know which way I'm meant to go. Am I going to make the wrong step? You know, in that confusion, that can feel very lonely as well. So I would just say, know that you're not alone. And I think, like, obviously, the Holy Spirit is such a gentle, wonderful counselor, and he wants to speak to us, but also like, reach out, like, tell people what you're going through, share with safe people where you're kind of at in your transition, Mm -hmm. and I think that's what the body of Christ is
0: for. Yeah, that is so awesome. Safe people are a must. (laughs) (laughs) A must. Well, thank you so much, Molly, for hopping on. This was so much fun. Um, I hope people are encouraged and then also just follow along on your journey as well and your writing because it is so encouraging.
1: <laughs> this was so fun. I'm so glad that we got to connect.
0: Yes. Friend, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode today. If so, I would love it if you left a rating and a review on whatever podcast streaming service that you use. And shared it on social media with your friends. Maybe sharing a quote that you got from the episode and just what the Lord is teaching you throughout it. I pray that you have a great and blessed week.